We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The final out has been made. Let's talk about what just happened. The good and the bad. It's time for the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove, with the franchise Tim Allen on the fan. If you need doors and windows, go to PellaWI.com. Tying run is at first, the pitch. Swing and a fly ball. Deep right. Are you kidding me? My, oh, my. How about that? Oh, baby. Woo. It is a final from American Family Field, and the results yesterday are still good. Today, not so much. Welcome in, everybody. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. There's Sam Schmitz. Got the uh, Labor Day Monday duty today. My name is Tim Allen, and this one, like Friday night against the St. Louis Cardinals, you you need to quickly another day tomorrow, another dollar, another game, no collar, and just move along and and get going here. Nothing to see here, folks. Just move along. Uh, 30,000 plus at American Family Field today. Not quite the uh, excitement and heroics uh, from yesterday's game, but... Now, one of those deals, and, and I will say this, uh, Woody has uh, certainly pitched better. Uh, Six-plus innings, uh, a four-run ball, and three home runs given up, nine hits given up, and yeah, they were in the game. It's, it's uh, Zach Wheeler that uh, had these guys uh, shut down again, and you may recall, I want to say it was back in May, yes. Back in May, uh, the Philadelphia Phillies swept the Brewers in a four-game set. Now, those were tightly contested ball games. But that's 0-5 now against this Philadelphia Phillies squad. And this is a team, guys, that they could face in the first round of the playoffs. And I think it, it's pretty important that uh, they, they, get, uh, they get a win on the board against the Philadelphia Phillies. You don't want those guys feeling it uh, in about uh, three and a half weeks or so, if indeed that's the matchup. It could be the uh, Mets. It could be the Braves. It could be the Phillies. But we'll, we'll see. And I... Um, I will say that, you know, Wheeler, I, I believe he shut down the Brewers in a complete game shutout in that series a few months ago, and now he goes six shutout innings again today and maybe put himself back into the Cy Young conversation uh, after this uh, victory and after this performance. But you you, you really need to uh, to get through this one. 
And and with 23 games left, there is a little bit of cruise control going on now. And is that the right thing to do? I I would I would hesitate from saying a slam dunk yes to go into cruise control. I would come a little bit short of that, but it is important to get these guys healthy. However, on the other hand, you know, uh, too much rest can can be a detriment to a baseball team as well, a baseball player as well. You, you're going to need uh, to get these guys some work. For example, uh, the other day when we were talking about Aaron Ashby, it would behoove the Brewers and, and Craig Council to get him as much pitching time as you can. You want to get this sort of a preview for a guy like Aaron Ashby. You want to get a guy healthy. You want to make good decisions. You want to get a guy healthy like Willie Adamas, like we talked about the other day. And that is just, hey, there's enough off days. There's enough uh, comfort zone here uh, as the season, the championship season winds down that you can just do it. Just pull the trigger, throw them on the IL. It's okay. I mean, it sucks for some of these players to not pad their stats. And I think stats uh, at, at a certain point uh, do mean money to these guys, but is it okay with you, you guys to you know go into a little bit of a comfort factor cruise control and I would say yes, however, to a degree. 799-1250, want to get your reaction on that. Also, uh, didn't get to it yesterday because of all the uh, uh, you know, heroics that went on. Um, but that is the uh, all-decade team of the 2010 to 20 range. 10 to 19, I guess it would be. Uh, and we'll have that for you as uh, every weekend had a theme, each decade had a theme throughout the season. So I want to get to that. I also want to, uh, since Sam is here, I know you guys have been having the conversation about instant replay. I had that all, you know, ready to go. Locked and loaded yesterday <laughs> throughout the game. It was like uh, instant replay has not been very friendly to the Milwaukee Brewers this year. And we can have a little conversation about that. And really mainly, do these losses, and, and I don't care if it's a 12-zip or 3-2, with the Brewers having a fantastic season, do they still bother you as much as me? As, as a fan, you know, as I said, I'm, I'm a fan and, and then a broadcaster, but it doesn't matter to me necessarily. The, these wins or these losses here, a 12-zip loss is a little easier to take than a 3-2, but it's still difficult for me to take. I don't know about you, Sam, but as a Brewers fan, uh, it didn't matter if it was you know 1975 with uh, Billy Champion on the mound when I was a kid. It, it, it didn't matter when it was you know Dave Bush on the mound years later. It didn't matter if it was a, a 10 or 15 game under 500 in September loss. It still bugs me a little bit. I can't help that. I can't, I can't control that. And, and it, when, when that is taken away, then I, I think I'll be done. I'll be done being a fan because I can't change that. Sam, do you still get upset over? And I don't mean agi- agitated to the point where you're throwing things around the house after a 12-zip loss today. I'm, I'm not saying that. But does it still bug you to a certain degree when when the Brewers lose any ball game ever? Oh, absolutely. Because you were hoping, like you said, the last time Wheeler and Woodruff matched up in Philadelphia, Wheeler had that complete game shutout. So you're hoping, okay, we get these two back in the mound. You know, hopefully Woodruff can kind of showcase – Oh, hey, I'm still a Cy Young candidate. 
Yeah, it does leave a bitter taste in your mouth too when you do lose these big blots like that. But it, I will say this, it does feel a little better when you just had the same thing happen to you this previous series against the Cardinals in game one, where it was just a soul-crushing loss. But then you obviously saw what happens in game two and three to win that series. So at least yeah. I, I feel a little bit better knowing that that just happened in the previous series. Very next day, they shut out that same 15-run team. The, you know, 24 hours later, they shut out the St. Louis Cardinals the very next day. So I, I agree with you. But just in general, as a Brewers fan, I, I, can't, <laughs> I can't control those feelings of it is disappointing and I get frustrated with losses, even though they are now, what, 84 and 55. And they're 29 games over 500. They're going to the postseason for the fourth consecutive year, despite all those good things. Amazing runs, special moments in the special championship season. All of those things collectively still doesn't necessarily soften the blow on a loss for me. I just, there's just something about it that, and, and I'm probably, I don't know if I'm I'm in the norm or not. Sam, do you, am I in the norm? I, I, again, it, the blowout doesn't matter. It could it could have been eight to one. It could have been three to two, three zip. It could have been after a clinch. Think about that. After the Brewers clinch a playoff spot, seeding doesn't uh, get affected by a loss. I still am bummed after a loss. No, I, I would say you're in the norm. I think most fans are with you that you know even despite like you said what happened. If they do, let's say you know when they do clinch the NL Central, like. If this still happens, absolutely. It's a bitter taste in your mouth no matter what. You want to see these guys put up a fight day in and day out. Yeah, 414-799-1250. And you were there yesterday, Sam. I want to go back to yesterday. Uh, we did talk to many, many uh, Brewers fans yesterday and, and to find out where they were and what happened and, and all that. We're still living on that high of yesterday. And there's always uh, in a season here, for me, after 16 seasons of doing this, there's always a couple of games, two, three, maybe a year, that I will just do a post game from the night before. It won't be today's game. It'll be the, yesterday's game. So we're still living on that, that high a little bit. Sam, uh, you were there not to cover oh, yeah. the team, but you were there just in, in the stands doing your thing, and you, uh, you did stay the entire run because I, I am reading on Twitter and seeing some social media pieces that, you know, some people did leave and, and they lost out on that celebration, but you were there in the stands. How was that? Man, as soon as it happened, I, I just went to the game with my dad um, and him and I just immediately just a giant hug as soon as that happened. We just could not <laughs> believe it. I mean, like you said, nice. too, the game, you think about everything that happened, I mean, we were talking about it before. St. Louis had runners on base in every single inning. Just not the day for Corbin Burns. It wasn't going his way. You know, Christian Yelich lines out to Paul Goldschmidt in that eighth inning. You thought, oh, man, if it was going to happen, it would be there with Christian Yelich up with the bases loaded. And then all of a sudden, just when you think you're done, it, it just really added on to the cliche phrase, it's not over till it's over. And like you said, man, it's, it's going to be – up there for me at least I know a lot of other Brewers fans even those who weren't at the game it's it's a top five sports moment that they'll cherish probably for the rest of their lives I think so and I certainly in in Brewers lore it is one of those moments that that you're always and you know the more I've I've thought about this and had conversations about what happened yesterday was you know Craig Council after the game made it made a comment and and he uh you know doubled down on that today to even get in that situation 
You know what I mean? That the stars had to line up. You you have to get to that situation of, you know, you're three down. You have to, you know, get the, you have to hold those guys to where it was at. You scored a run. Then you got it to three down. And then you had to get the bases loaded to even put yourself. I'm impressed more that they put themselves into a situation. The stars lined up like scratch off ticket. You know, hey, someone's going to win. I mean, someone, you had to put yourself in a situation to buy the damn thing. And so I'm impressed that it was a one-run victory. You know what I mean? Because you look back at Cecil Cooper's walk-off Grand Slam many years ago, that was a 6-4 win. So it's like the one, the one t- you're three down, and you're the winning run. That, to me, was the most impressive uh, about that yesterday. But today, a little bit different story here as the Brewers get smoked today, 12-zip. And do these you know, losses throughout even a season like this, do they still bug you as Brewers fans? Because they do me and I can't help it. I try to and I try to maintain control on the radio. I do. And for the most part, I, I you know, manage. But it still bothers me when the Brewers lose. I don't care when it is. I, I, you know, again, you guys know I always elevate Cactus League victories. And they mean, really, in the grand scheme, not a lot. 799-1250. Brewers get spanked today, 12-zip in game one of this three-game set. Phillies now 5-0 and against the crew this year. That's got to stop. It's the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove here on The Fan. Let's hear what you thought of today's game on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan, call Tim Allen now at 414-799-1250 or tweet the show at 1250 AM, the fan. Being a Brewers fan uh, for as long as I have, I, I still cannot get used to a loss. And, and, some t- and I, you know the weird thing about it is you know they're going to lose a bunch of games. So, you, it still doesn't make it feel any better to me. I, it's, it's weird. I can't control that. Welcome back in, Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Uh, Brewers get smacked around today. 12-zip the final. 12-goose. Wow. Um, and I just, I don't like uh, Brewers' loss. But I, yet I know they're coming. That's crazy. We're going to hear from Brandon Woodruff, who went six-plus innings of work today, allowing nine hits, three of them home runs, most home runs he's ever given up in any one outing in his career. Uh, let's see. We'll hear from Craig Council, and I wonder what the ABC audio-video play of the game will be. When you get beat 12-zip, we, we got to – oh, I know what it – okay, gotcha. All right, 414-799-1250. Are you like me or are you just a little more, dare I say, reasonable or realistic about a loss? Where you're like, yeah, you know what, it's, that's baseball. And uh, do an old Christian Yelich kind of comment. Well, that's just baseball. That's baseball. You know, that, that, to me, is, is a good out when, when we talk about things like this. Sam, I don't know about you. But I, I just can't handle Bruce's loss. I mean, I, but yet I know they're going to happen. Just- yeah, I hear you, man. But like I said, at the end of the day, you know that anything can happen the next day. 
And yeah, I know, I, oh, I, know, I know, I know you probably hate to hear this, but you know, this team is resilient. They're special. They're going to find a way and it, it stinks because you know what they're capable of, but they'll get it done. Yeah. Well, and, and they are in cruise control and there's a comfort zone, but that does again, though, that's the struggle, the mental uh, tug of war that I'm having uh, with myself is that I should be okay with an occasional loss. Sometimes, most times, I think all times I'm not to it to a large degree. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. You can react on the twelve zip game. You can relax, uh, react on the Brewers uh, in general. And uh, then, do you still get? Uh, is there still a little pain whenever this team loses? Let's go to Bill. Bill, you're first up on the fan here. What's going on? Oh, I get to go first. Hey Tim, you do. I can't stand it when the Brewers lose, but I'm not like you and Sam. They got blown out. This is – I don't like the way things are trending right now. But, the, uh, see, the difference is – I'll let you finish, Bill. The The difference here is it's a little different, and, and I will say this. I'm not making excuses for losing, but I will just say this. They're in a different situation. I talked to Pat Murphy the other day about it. In 2018 – they were fighting and kicking and scratching all the way down the stretch. And there's a game 163. Okay, they're, they're chasing, chasing, chasing. 2019, same deal. Just uh, Ryan Braun, get on, get on my back. We're chasing. We're going to do this thing. We want to clinch the division. We're going to do it. Last year, they needed a million things to go right in the final weekend, including the final game of the season. They needed like 68 teams to lose, and they all lost to get them in. Always chasing. This is different here i i can tell you this bill if they were in a heated pennant race for their playoff lives there's no way they make some of these decisions they're making right now so consider that when you say that well i i do but i'm still concerned about the way our try young has been hit in the last few games i mean they they lost they gave up 15 runs on friday they they didn't score until the ninth inning they had one run on mm-hmm. Sunday, but uh, you know, thank God they got that that grand slam to win the game. But uh, our our top pitchers don't don't they seem to be trending in the wrong direction. Okay, I understand what you're saying, but it's still a concern. Okay, fair enough, Bill. You're you're not alone with that. You're definitely not alone with that. Thanks, Thanks for the for call. Taking my call. You you got it. No, you're not alone. In fact, my girl just earlier today. I don't know. One, one and a half times through this rotation, you're you're try young award winners or candidates. I haven't looked so good. I am one hundred percent confident. For example, in Brandon Woodruff, and we're probably going to have conversations in about three and a half weeks, three weeks, as Craig Council lines this thing up for the postseason. And if it happens to be Woody, I'm assuming it'll be Woody. In game one, I'm 100% confident he holds his baseball team in the game and is an absolute bulldog in that game. 100%. I'm not saying they they are letting up a little bit because because of a comfort zone. You see different lineups. You see uh, injury list guys. You're you're seeing a lot of moving parts here. And and I, I think it's a little different on apples to apples. See, here I am justifying a loss. I'm supposed to, that, that goes against what I'm trying to talk about here. Let's go to Lee at 799-1250. Hello, Lee. Well, good afternoon. And uh, I'll uh, endorse what Bill just said about the pitching staff, but 
I want to talk more about uh, the hitting on the team. It just seems that we're very easily scouted by the opposition, and everybody knows each of the players' weaknesses, and I still cannot get used to the notion of how frequently we swing at pitches way the heck out of the strike zone, and it never seems to improve. It just keeps happening. And I compare that by contrast with the really good Yankee teams, the really good Dodger teams. I don't know whether it's the sheer ability of the players, but for the most part they tend not to strike out. They tend not to swing at pitches out of the strike zone, and they tend to attempt, uh, in most cases, to keep the ball in play, which mm-hmm. if you can do that, you always have a chance. But And uh, so anyway, yes, I do get upset about every game, just like you do. Good, good. But I'm not in alone. In any case, uh, I, you know, uh, it, and, and then where the pitching is with our top five pitchers, the last outings, you know, whether it's Corby or whether it's Woody, whether it was Peralta for two innings, Boxberger, uh, for example, uh, and uh, mm-hmm. Suter. I mean, these guys just haven't been pitching well in the last 10 days. But um, as I said to somebody today, before today's game, if the Brewers went 12-12, and Cincinnati, I believe, would have to go 24-0 in order to even tie the Brewers. Okay. Uh, and so I, I, I know that we're pretty much a lock there, but yes. how do we keep guys healthy? How do we keep them motivated? How do we keep them sharp without needing necessarily a lot of pressure from within because everybody knows if they do any analysis of this, we're not not going to win that division. So anyway, well, and that's thank you for the, listening to me. You you got it, Lee. Lee, call anytime. No, and and that's key here. And and you you pointed this out that the division is locked up. These are waters for Craig Council and this coaching staff. They have never been in. Think about that. This is why I've always said. Craig Council is a good manager, going to be a great manager. Right now, very good manager. Think, think about that. What I just, I just went through the timeline. Even 2017, chasing, 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 relevant baseball in September, always a pedal down, pumping that accelerator. 18, driving. 19, striving. 20, trying to... Get in any way you can, any way, shape, or form, every game, every pitch, every inning. How different is this situation right now? Are they handling it properly? There's no template on Craig Council's baseball mind. He probably takes advice and experiences from all different angles. I'm just here to point, point these things out. Would, it, would an experienced manager that's run away with playoff spots, run away with divisions, they're running away with this division. It's clear. We all know that. But that being said, not only for the players, it's how Craig Council utilizes the chess pieces on the board. And is he doing what you would do? I think he's doing about what I would do. 
There's a few things different. One would be, and I'm not picking on the guy because I still think he's a viable asset in the postseason, and that's Jackie Bradley Jr. To me, I think I would handle that a little bit different. You are to be placed in your role that we expect to have you in in the postseason, and that is a non-starter. You're coming off the bench. You're coming in on a double switch. You're pinch hitting your defensive replacement. That's your role. Starting him is not his role. I would put people in their roles as best I can as the way you're going to use them in the postseason. So that's just one example. But let's keep that in mind that this is new for Craig Council. I don't, we don't know if he's good or bad at it. We really don't because he's never, we're experiencing that right now. The trending, Lee, you're right. Bill, you guys are right in that the, the trending eh, doesn't look good. But again, how, how, how do we know that this is not a sort of, well, let's, we, we just took the family up Pike's Peak and we're you know, on our way down. It was about a half hour drive all the way down, 14,000 feet. So what we're going to do is just put it in neutral and just kind of tap on the brake. We're going to coast. We're going to coast. We're going to save some gas. We're going to enjoy the sights. Maybe that's what he's doing. Pablo Reyes gets starts. Appears that would bolster that formula. Adamas popped on. You think this happened uh, two games before the playoffs started? You think Adamas would be on the IL right now? Those are examples of how you're, you're managing and handling things a little bit different this this time around. Is it as exciting? Well, after the last two games, <laughs> they're making it that way. Sam can attest to that. He was at the Hauser CG shutout, and he was at yesterday's Vogelblast game. I mean, so they are making it exciting, but in terms of just the general you know, we're, we're battling and we're fighting and trying to win every game and every situation. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's a, a look down the highway a little bit more than we think for Craig Council. We're finding that out right now on a daily basis, that's for sure. I'm sure he's met with, which is what you would do, which is what I would do. Meet with every single one of those pitchers for sure. And then the position players. The pitchers, how much pitching time do you want? How much do you need? What what do you feel comfortable with? I'm not going to let them make the decision, but I will take their input on it, see what they feel comfortable with. Boxberger, after he gave up a, a home run and a couple of base hits, that would have been it for me. He's not used to pitching in lower leverage situations. That's, that's not his deal. Again, that's not a situation he's going to be in. On uh, October, what would it be? Let's see here. October 8th. October 8th is game one of the NLDS. And on October 8th, I don't believe that Boxberger is going to be in a, whatever it was at the time, seven zip game. I don't know. What, what was it at that time? A blowout game. Uh-uh. I don't think so. So you have that to consider as well. 799-1250 if you want to join us here. Going to hear from Craig Council. Brandon Woodruff on the way as well. I want to get Sam's spin on his uh, replay and his, his rebuttal to my uh, replay thing that I just want it gone. I just, I, I just want it gone. Just get rid of replay and we'll, we'll all get over it. We're all going to live. It's fine. It's still going to be a baseball game. There's still going to be arguments. 
we're still arguing with replay. So why not argue with it without? And then we can see Craig Council lose his mind, throw his hat, kick dirt, do a Lupinella. See, we miss all that, don't we? Get rid of replay. That'll bring that stuff all back. And also the all-decade team from 2010 to 19. A 12-zip loss today, but we're still living high on the spirit of the Vogel Blast yesterday. It's the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove here on The Fan. What was the deal with the lineup? Why did he make that bullpen move? Why did he pinch hit with that guy? Time to get all of those questions answered and more with Scoop from the Skipper. Brought to you by Schulze Family Beef. Treat your grill to quality pasture-raised beef from their family farm. Just go to SchulzeFamilyBeef.com. This is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show. Driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan. What did you make of the home runs off, off Woody? Is that just as simple as you miss with a fastball and that's what a major league hitter will do? Well, I thought, I mean, the pitch to Harper. Yeah. I mean, he, you know, it's a great major league hitter and he, he, it was down the middle fastball. So, um, yeah, he fell behind the count in a couple, couple instances, um, gotten some bad counts. So, um, but they did a nice job against his, his fastball. So, I'll give him credit. Craig, I asked Woody this too, but where does Wheeler rank among guys you've seen this season? Well, I don't, I don't know if there's any other guys that we faced more than once that we haven't scored against. So I think, I think he's, he's been, he's been as good as anybody against us for sure. He's, he's, he's been really tough on us. Um, you know, there's a lot of similarities between him and Woody with their fastballs. Um, but he was he was good again today. He'd been having a tough, a couple of tough, tougher outings for him lately, Craig. With a great pitcher like that, is it sometimes hard to figure those out and like know what was that? Wheeler. He'd had a he'd had a couple where he'd allowed some runs. Yeah, I mean, I, I there was. I mean, we looked at him actually. There's not. He hasn't been. It hasn't been loud. It hasn't been, it's, it's been some, he has given up runs, but he's pitched pretty well, frankly. Um, uh, I was hopeful there was something else there, but he's, he's been pitching pretty well. Just, just has given up some runs. Craig, what did you see with Fox today? We really haven't seen him have an inning like that where he just didn't seem. Yeah. I mean, he just, yeah, he didn't have a great inning. I mean, it's, you know, we, we, we wanted to get him out there. He's been off for a little bit and just didn't have a great inning. There's nothing, nothing there to see. I, I, you know, he just didn't have a great inning. Craig, did Norris say anything about being bothered by that cut or for him too, was it just not a great inning? No, I mean, we made, you know, we made a defensive mistake there. There's, you know, we got two outs there and get none. So that obviously, you know, dramatically impacts that inning um yeah but no no mention of the um, his his thumb bothering him Craig after the high of yesterday is there such a thing as a hangover the next day or is every day it's its own animal I mean we got beat by a good starting pitcher today you, you know the score got out of hand at the end but we got beat by a really good starting pitcher anything else I can't remember if we asked this definitively before the game, but after Avi ran today, do you, is he back in the lineup tomorrow? 
uh, he'll play in this series. We'll decide whether that's tomorrow or Wednesday, tomorrow. Let's find out the play of the game. Brought to you by ABC Audio Video. Home entertainment and smart home technology simply done right. Check them out at abcaudiovideo.com. On the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show. Driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. On the fan. All right. There he is, Craig Council. And, uh, yeah, I, I was with him about uh, one minute into the show here today. I said, nothing to see here, folks. Just, just move along. Ah, Craig, uh, want to get your reaction here on, on what we were just discussing here, Sam. And that is um, after we get to play the game here. Uh, and that is the, the uncharted waters for Craig Council and this coaching staff because they have never been in this situation. You look back at you know a lot of teams that have things sewn up. I don't think that Craig Council's baseball intelligence says that he's worried about the division. Come on. Magic number is now at 13 with 23 to play. It's over. So that being said... How do, how do you manage a team in cruise control? I don't have the answer to that because I'm not used to it. I'm a Brewers fan. We're not, we're not used to cruise control stuff toward, toward September or in September. We're used to just, man, I can't wait for tomorrow's game, which, you know, to a degree, we're still into that too. But they need a win. They got to win this. And if, uh, you know, the Cubs lose or the Cardinals lose, we can get to this or we can extend the lead to one and a half games. I mean, there's... There's just, it's just different, Sam. Isn't it different now that I don't know if there's a a dramatic, you know, sort of philosophical way to manage a baseball team when you, when you got things sewn up the way the brewers do, but I I think I'm onto something here. Yeah, it is weird. I heard you say a couple of post-game shows ago that, you know, we're getting used to playoff baseball with the brewers and it's still kind of weird because, you know, I think, if we were fans a couple of years ago, we'd be, you know, still worrying about the NL Central and all that. But now it's pretty much just trying to get these guys healthy and trying to get them in a ha- like, I don't know, kind of like a routine or habit right before the playoffs. I think that's what's more most important right now, not playoff sitting in. It is it is kind of weird to think that way. Yeah, neighbor Jeff uh, just conveyed a message to me that, uh, you know, maybe bring in a consultant that is used to playing in cruise control. And I, ah, I don't know about that. You don't want to mess. You know, at this point, guys, the chemistry is so big for this team and any team that's having a special season. And they are, despite a 12-zip loss or 15-4 the other night or whatever it is. It is a special season this year we all know that we're all aware of that but circumstances are a little bit different the the philosophical baseball landscape if you will is totally different for Craig Council in this September as uh, opposed to any other September he's ever been at the helm here it's it's just crazy to think about that this is such a learning curve for him it is it really is and it's just interesting to think about that you know, the consultant should be with every player. And I will, I will go on that. Just whatever makes you feel. I box, how many, you know, how much do you want to pitch? You know, uh, Woody, how, how deep you want to go? And I thought they forced the issue here a little bit with Woody today, honestly, to, to bring him out for the seventh. And that, uh, in, the, in the back of my mind, is uh, in an effort to uh, get another scoreless rack uh, take care of that ERA and give these guys an opportunity for Cy Young. I, I really believe that. 
And, and I think we saw it with Corbin the other day, too. Just force it just a little bit more. Try and uh, button that ERA down a little bit. Time for the ABC audio video play of the game in this one. Now, I have not heard this yet. All right? I've heard a lot of highlights of yesterday's Vogel blast. So, or Vogel slam, if you will. Uh, but this is, uh, Sam, this is from the uh, St. Louis Cardinals radio or TV network? TV network. Okay, this is the TV network call, and we'll go back to yesterday, and we'll call this the ABC audio-video play of the game, and oh, this, this, this is going to be fun. I, I like this. Check it out. The 1-0 pitch. Vogel back with a drive into deep right. It's a grand slam to win it. 6-2. A 6-5 now, and that's the final race. Vogelbach wins it with a walk-off grand slam. So cool. That is cool. Wow. Can we hear it again? It's just it's so nice to hear. And it's the St. Louis Cardinals, too. See, again, occasionally we do yesterday's postgame show twice. So that's that's what we're going to do. Here, here you go again. St. Louis Cardinals Television Network. The 1-0 pitch. Bobo back with a drive into deep right. It's a grand slam to win it. 6-2. A 6-5 now, and that's the final race. Vogelbach wins it with a walk-off grand slam. Man, that is so cool right there, Sammy. You were right in the middle of that melee. That crowd was awesome. Just uh, just amazing. Yeah, and to do it to the Cardinals, too, and they're trying to fight for a wild-card mm-hmm. spot. One of the you know, I know we got another series with them, but, man, to do it that way, to kind of send them home packing, to win that series in the very last inning possible, I mean – and we were talking about it, Tim. I, I wasn't able to bring it up, but it kind of, you know, struck me when I was talking about it earlier is that, you know, to have all those fans there and to think about how far we've come since opening day when we had, you know, 30% capacity and all that. And, you know, Lorenzo Kane is is walking it off in the very first game of the year with Orlando Arcia driving him in. And now to think how far we've come where we're now 30 games over 500, just that all that just gives you chills. Yeah, it it does, and you go back to that that first game one and a, and a little bit of a walk off victory, and they're off and running, and then they hit the skids a little bit. We're all griping about the offense, and you know with these types of names on their jerseys, you had to stay confident with this offense, and then they get to a twenty one and twenty three mark in May, and Stearns pulls off a, just a, just a magical sort of trade. Adamas comes waltzing in and. From that point, uh, they just get on a massive roll. They've won every series but one since the All-Star break. So when you when you do lose, this pacifies me a little bit as we started the show out with. I still get aggravated on losses, but it still does settle me down and, and you know put a pin in it a little bit that you know they've won every series but one since that uh, All-Star break. Okay, real quick, we're going to hear from Woody coming up. But, Sam, you guys have discussed this on the Rami show, and you know, instant replay has not been good to, to Brewers baseball this year. It always seems like you know, it snowballs on these guys. And, and not just instant replay, but I think it's, it's a learning curve in you know, Woody doesn't get a call and the very next pitch is a two- or three-run home run. I mean, not today, obviously, but – you know, in in uh, in prior starts here this year, so I, th- I think that's uh, that's part of it that you got to just wipe that stuff away. But replay in general, I threw out there just a. I don't live my uh, life on Twitter, 
uh, like a lot do. I don't uh, think that it's etched in stone, any sort of poll that I throw out there on, on Twitter, but it does lead some information, lend some information to you know, what, what we discuss. And, and that is, uh, you know, do you want instant replay? We're, we're griping, the essence of the question, we're griping about replay before it was here. Now we're griping the same amount after it's here. Is it, should we just get rid of it? Yes, no, or, well, make some changes with it. I thought it was interesting on the percentages. Yeah, so we did a poll a couple of days ago. Would you be okay with getting rid of instant replay in all of professional sports? And like Tim, you mentioned, 31% said yes, 31% said no. It's crazy. But there's also a third option, uh, 37% said keep it but make changes. Yeah, that's, that's really interesting. Just split right down the middle on yes or no. I mean, again, you know, some say that uh, the game of Major League Baseball is – you know, losing its popularity a little bit, and I mentioned this the other day, but losing its kind of luster or popularity, especially with the younger younger crowd. Okay, well, you know, sometimes strife can be very entertaining. <laughs> it just can. And so you think back to the Billy Martin going crazy. You think back to Sparky Anderson, Earl Weaver, Lou Pinella. You know, Brewers managers over the years have just lost their mind a little bit. We lost all that. And quite frankly, it's damn entertaining when you see that stuff. It is. And, and it's not, oh, what kind of message does this send to our children? Forget about that, man. They want to see bat flips. That's what your kids want to see. They want to see bat flips and people going crazy. So I'm, I'm in, in an effort to abolish all of instant. How about we do this? We're, again, the point is we're griping as much as we were before instant replay. How about we do this? We get rid of all the subsidies, all the, the, the financial um, investment in instant replays. For example, that office in New York, they have a bunch of umpires just sitting around watching some TV screens. You have IT people, you have, you have engineers in there, you have the infrastructure costs of what it takes to, to rent the offices, you have uh, the additional uh, communiques, and all of that's money. How about donate all that to charity, and we go back to get rid of, getting rid of uh, instant replay. Donate all that money to charity, and you, you'll come out ahead. I, I just, it's just, and it's not just because it stung the brewers a little bit. It stings a lot of teams. When, when you make the determination that clear and concise uh, evidence has to be shown to overturn a call, and you're picking this thing apart for two and a half, three, three and a half, four minutes, how clear and concise can it be? Finally, before we hear from Brandon Woodruff, I'm with Craig Council the other day that said, well, New York must have seen some angles that the, the park or the television broadcast didn't show. You know, think about that. And, and I agree with that. I'm all with that because maybe there is. Maybe there was. I get it. But what if this puts in a good thought, and I don't know if this is the case. I would hope not. But what if we're seeing angles in the park and on TV that New York isn't? Have we thought of it this way? that we see more angles that prove more one way or the other, and New York doesn't get those same angles. I'd be shocked. 
but I, I can't totally rule it out. And if that were the case, someone would have to lose their job. If the park and Bally Sports Wisconsin is showing instant replays and New York is making a judgment call and they don't get to see those same angles, shame on you guys. I hope that's not the case. All right, we'll take a break. Brandon Woodruff has seen better outings, that's for sure. Nine hits through his six-plus innings of work. Four runs given up. One walk and uh, three home runs. They got on the attack against Woody, that's for sure. You, uh, you, you don't locate a fastball. It doesn't matter how, how hard you're throwing it. They're going to take it out. We're going to hear from the Brewers' right-hander up next. Once again, you're listening to the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway and Union Grove, as always, here on The Fan. Let's find out what happened in today's game from the guys that played it. Let's head inside the clubhouse presented by Windows Select. Right now, buy one, get one free. Plus, no payments for an entire year. Call them today at 262-703-3500. Welcome back. We will hear from Brandon Woodruff here in just a second as the Brewers fall 12-zip game one of this three-game set. Brewers now drop dramatically to just 29 games over 500. Ouch. Kidding. Uh, Sammy, you uh, you are a big baseball card guy like me. You are a bobblehead guy as well, right? Oh yeah, okay. Huge and as, yeah, as as part of uh, you know their giveaway uh, season, if you will, they did these all decade weekends uh, at American Family Field, and I thought it was super cool. I, I really did. And you ended up getting the uh, what brawny bobble yesterday, and there was a Lorenzo Kane as well. Yeah, it was a Lorenzo Kane Star Wars bobblehead because you know every year now, I would say for the past four years, they have at least a Star Wars night, a Marvel night, you know, just these themes that they also mm-hmm. make bobbleheads for for the season ticket holders and all that. So uh, it just you know it's a cherry on top for that game. You know, you get Hauser's gem, and then oh by the way, here's an extra bobblehead that you'll also get another one tomorrow. So. Very yeah, cool. that's cool. Yeah, that that is cool. And also, uh, not necessarily a theme-type weekend, but looking forward to uh, their, their salute to Bob Euchre on September 25th. And and I uh, I just wonder, it's that late in the year, and it's, I wonder if, you know, there's something behind that. I'm just, I'm just wondering, and I would hate to see him retire. Um, but... You know, I, I just, you know, he still sounds good, guys. He, he really does. So that weekend, be on the lookout for what I dub as Eucharisms weekend on this postgame show. How many Eucharisms can you come up with? I'll just give you a mere example just to set you up. It's, it, uh, it's uh, in two weeks when, they're, uh, when the Mets are in town, 24th, 25th, 26th. Things like jam job ground ball. I've never heard another baseball play-by-play man say that. You know, think about that. Have you, Have you, Sam? I know you're a huge Brewer fan. Listen to a million games from Euchre. <laughs> no, that one. That one's a Euchre specific. I mean, s- sitting dead red. Okay, I've heard that before, right? Yeah, I've I've heard that, but that's like again uh, a Eucharism. Um, 
it's just there are so many that I'm and I don't want to give away too many here, but that's just an example. The, the jam John, the pick, picks, throws, got him. I mean, how many times have you heard that? I mean, he struck him out with the emphasis on the he. I mean, that's huge. So I'm looking forward to that. But I uh, I will say this that the um, that weekend, I'm really looking forward to it, and I'm, I believe I'm going to the game. Unless that is clinch night on Friday, September 24th, I will go to my first game in a long time. Let's go. I know that with beers and peanuts and food and fun and brewers. Now, the magic number's at 13. Can they get it done by then? And the debate, Sam, the other night on the show was, and I don't want to make this about me. I want to make it about the audience. Which, which is best for the audience? You know, what if it's a clinch game on September 24th? The magic number's at one. And so just you can, you can have a Reds loss or a Brewers win, and then there's champagne bottles being popped, which there will be once they, you know, mathematically seal it up. Do I do the show or do I? I don't know what to do. I'm just hopefully they'll clinch it and I'll be on the air before that. And then I can relax and they can be in cruise control and I can enjoy September 24th. I don't know. Still figuring that out. Okay. So they do these theme weekends and they did the uh, JS online had the all decade team. I don't, in fact, I don't even know when I got this months and months, if not a, a year ago, the all decade lineup, of the 1970s, 1980s, we went through the 90s, went through the early 2000s. Now, for lack of another term, we'll call it the 2010s. And this is what they had. So this is a trip down memory lane here, but not that that long ago. So the best lineup starting the decade of 2010, catcher Jonathan Lucroy. I think we'd all agree with that. Yeah. Uh, First base is Prince Fielder. For just two seasons, 10 and 11? Ooh. But still, I think if you look at after that, who else would it be? Another cup of coffee with Lyle Overbay? (laughs) Probably not. So Prince uh, is there at first. Second base, Ricky Weeks. I think check that uh, box. Shortstop he played in today's game. Gene Segura, he played for the other guys. Wow, that's crazy. Uh, third base, Aramis Ramirez. I, I can be down with that. Left field, obvious, Ryan Braun. Center field, you, you know this one, Carlos Gomez. Uh, right fielder, Christian Yelich. And how do you not allow Christian Yelich to be in there? A couple of batting titles, an MVP, of course, no doubt. Uh, let's see the starting rotation all decade starting to uh, 2010 starting rotation Zach Renke Zach Davies Chase Anderson Kyle Loesch the closer was Josh Hader and the player of that decade Ryan Braun you got his bobblehead yesterday Sam what do you do with those bobbleheads by the man, way man that's a good question because right now I, I still have all the ones that I had you know from my previous apartment that I lived in and all that and as of now, I don't really have a place to put them in. So right now they're still in the box, but I'm looking for like kind of like a bookshelf that I can get because um, I also have some buck stuff now that I got to put up, if you know what I mean. Well, for sure, for sure. We looked uh, yesterday, and there were people posting and selling 
the brawn bobbles from yesterday, once they got them, they, they, they got them, and you'd see them online standing at the stadium. Here's, here's the bobblehead, and you, you can buy it. Anywhere from 15 to $40. Really? For a brawn bobble? You should bucks? Tim, you should have seen what the uh, – did you hear the Lorenzo Cain bobblehead that they had a couple weeks ago where they right, had some, right. like, dipped all in gold? Tim, those were going for about 350 if Get not more. Here, no, I, really? I, I kid you not because, you know – I'm a big Lorenzo Cain guy, so if they're doing that, I got to get me one of those. But, man, for that price, <laughs> I don't know. I might just have to find one out of luck, hopefully. These bobblehead things with the Milwaukee Brewers over the years, uh, we've seen, we've seen a, you know, like a 52-year-old man walking around with a bag full of like 12 bobbles that day, walking around the stadium. It's just crazy. It's just crazy. They're worth – they're worth uh, any amount of money to you. That's the thing. You, you, you protect its value, and you want to put it on the shelf? Man, that's, that's valuable to you. Okay, uh, before we leave, we got to hear from Brandon Woodruff. as uh, He had a rough one today. Woody, very transparent. Uh, this will be interesting. Here's the Brewers' right-hander. Brandon, are those home runs just a matter of mislocations? Yeah, I think it's a matter of mislocation. And just getting a little too predictable, um, just not making a, a pitch. I think that was kind of the theme there. Um, most teams are coming out for the fastball, and you could see early on that they were doing that. I just didn't make the adjustment quick enough to get the all speed, and um, and that you know they just I made essentially three three bad pitches there that that um, that cost me for the long ball, and and you can live with the solo homers, but. Um, the the two run homer and that that one's that one's uh hurt you a little bit more than the solos but um you know it's did make the adjustment in time and just you know the 2-0 pitch to miller just felt like i just gave in a little bit there instead of maybe going a different route and you know that's that is what it is i mean it's whatever i mean just gotta make the uh make the adjustment going to the next one and and just keep going Woody, it's the second time you faced off against Wheeler this season. Um, you know, 15 innings, he's pitched total against you guys, no runs. Is he as good as you've seen this year? Um, yeah, when he's throwing 98 and it's really hard, it's, I mean, getting to in the box and seeing it, um, he's tough, man. He throws hard. That cutter he throws is, is late, um, and he can hit too. So, um, yeah, he's been really good. Um, and just just a workhorse workhorse for them. He um, he's thrown a lot of innings, and um, man, he yeah, he's good. He's really good. Brandon, these Phillies games have proven a tough matchup for you guys so far. But yeah, what what do you think about like the first forty? Almost throw them away because your team looks so different now um, from them. You think there's it's hard to compare them? Just what your thoughts on that? Uh, are you talking about? them or or us i guess well your your team looks because we're a little a bit different, different now i guess yeah uh yeah i mean their lineup um now today i mean they had harper back in there segura wasn't in there last time uh i don't know i can't remember if oduble had just gotten back or if we missed him last time um jt wasn't in there last time i pitched against them so i mean they um it's a that that's a really good lineup um that's a that's a tough lineup they uh they got a lot of guys that can take you out like they they did today and um i think with them you just got to really 
make pitches from, from pitch one, kind of like um, San Francisco in a way. I mean, it's anytime major league, good major league lineups, if you make mistakes, they make you pay for it. And that's, that's what they did today. And um, you just, you, 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 you take the punches and, and just get ready for the next one and just make an adjustment. That's, that's all it is. So, um, yeah, but I mean, as far as, Different looking, they for sure a lot different looking. That's that that's a that's a really good lineup for sure. What was your analysis of Luke Maley's stuff? Um, I saw the one swing and miss on the knuckleball, and it was pretty nasty. So, um, I imagine he's probably gonna be a little sore tomorrow. So, he can join the club, I guess. <laughs> What's on tap for the crew? What pitcher starts the next one? It's time for some forward thinking. On the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove, on the fan. Yeah, before we put a bow on this show here today, uh, Brandon Woodruff just made a comment about uh, being too predictable. <clears throat> I'm, guys, I, uh, I've, I've had an issue with this for, for all 16 years of doing this show. And I don't know if some baseball uh, so-called experts will call me a kook for thinking this way. It's on to Cincinnati. And those that don't understand what that means, it's, it's the essence of that line is you never give away strategy through the media, ever. Now, over the years, we've heard it. My my biggest thing is I, I need to throw first pitch strikes. I need to throw first pitch fastball. Well, no, no wonder they ambush you. No strategy given through the media. Zero. I need to execute my pitches. That's what I need to do. I don't, I don't need to get ahead on my hard stuff. Really? Well, we've heard all these things over the years. I, and, and I've said this before, I got, I got killed on this. Sam, you'll, you'll get a kick out of this. Somewhere around 2007 or 8, I said I would actually employ an individual that monitors the other guy's media sessions. Oh, no, I am right there with you on that. I, if, I, if that could be my job, sign me up. Yeah, and then you write a report or convey those interesting little tidbits. It was like when John Curtis got here. The big thing there was, Curtis said it. He said, my biggest thing is, I need to get ahead. first. I need to throw a strike first pitch. I need to throw, really? So I know if I'm a hitter facing him, I know that it's, a, it's, it's going to be in the zone. I can go, to, here's another Eucharism, go to Rippon. Uh, I can go to Rippon. Now, I'm just saying, Woody, yeah, maybe a little bit too predictable in this one. Mix it up a little bit. It's not you know, necessarily all on him. You know, might be Omar a little bit. Who, who knows? But I just had to get that off my chest. Okay, a uh, little look uh, ahead. It's game two of this three-game set. It's a, a 6.40 start time uh, for the first pitch. After the last pitch, you make the switch right here. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by our friends at the Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. And uh, the pitching matchups, the Brewers get uh, left-hander Eric Lauer on the mound. Yep, Lauer coming into tomorrow's outing with a 4-5 and five record, currently with a 3.43 ERA. He'll be going up against Phillies righty Aaron Nola, 
who comes in the year with a 7-7 record, but a 4.54 ERA, but has been right there with Zach Wheeler as a staple for this Phillies uh, rotation. Last time Nola pitched against the Brewers in May, he went six innings pitched, just five hits given up, but only one earned run, 10 strikeouts, and two walks. Yeah, Brewers need to pick themselves up off the mat here against Philadelphia. You don't want these guys just kind of uh, staking their ground on ownership of the uh, of the Brewers. You, you don't want that. It's a little, maybe a little bit of a matchup thing, but both teams look a little different than they did back in May. So, and that's what Adam McCalvey was referring to. And I, I don't know how much you can say one side or the other side owns the other is a matchup issue for either side. But would be nice for the Brewers to, to bounce back, give them a chance to win the series on Wednesday. Okay, you guys have a great night uh, and hopefully you enjoyed your cookout or whatever you did today. It was a beautiful day today. We'll go back at it tomorrow. Just 23 games left here in the 21 championship season. And the Brewers' magic number now at lucky 13. Any combination of Reds' loss or Brewers' win, it can move by two on a given day, but 13 the magic number to officially clinch. For Sam Schmitz, my name is Tim Allen. You guys have a great, great night. I'll talk to you again tomorrow after the last pitch. And remember, smile, Milwaukee. The world will smile back. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.